Nation, thank you for tuning into the Love Quest podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go. Is about to do something beyond your imagination that will blow you away. The only instructions is. Get out the way. way. He has plans plans. for 2023. 2023. But what he told me me to tell you you is you need to get out the way. way. Your head in the way. way. Your mouth in the way. way. Your feet in the way. way. Your hands in the way. way. Move. Move. Get Get out the way. I also heard that what God is about to do, you can't mess it up. But before you get excited, if you don't get out the way, you may be able to fumble it. You cannot mess up the handoff, but you can mess up the run. So I heard, God just told me, the first time I said, what I said, you kind of was listening. You kind of received it. But this time, he told me to tell you, shut that big old mouth that's talking in your head and listen to me. I have been sent to tell you that God is about to do something in 2023 that will radically shift the next five generations in your bloodline. Your feet are favored. Your tongue is favored. So be careful what you say. There's power in your mouth. In Jesus' name. Now receive it and get out the way. Now, if you really receive it, on the count of three, we're gonna shout together in faith, declaring it's done. You ready? No, are you ready? One, two, three. Shout with me. Give God a big old hand one time. 
Hallelujah. Come on, give your neighbor a big old, big old, big old, big old round of applause. Tell your neighbor that sucks, so I'm going to celebrate myself. Excuse me. I'm going to clap for myself. If you was really excited about all that you've overcome and you had to give yourself a celebration one time, go ahead, show me what you'll do. the privilege to praise you and it counts the privilege to praise you and it counts Lord we praise you for the breath to praise you thank you for my legs thank you for my arms thank you for breath in my lungs thank you for sense thank you for the ability to think straight thank you that I got a body to be tired. Thank you for the food in my cabinet. Thank you, thank you. I'm never too tired to give you a thank you, Lord. You said in everything, give thanks. So when I'm tired, give thanks. When I'm sad, give thanks. When I'm depressed, give thanks. When I wanna give up, give thanks. So right now we pause and give you thank you. We give you a thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for hands to raise, arms to raise. Thank you. Thank you that my life is not in danger because I praise you. I will not take the freedom to praise you for granted. Thank you. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my children. My children woke up healthy. Thank you, Father, for every dime to feed my family. Thank you. Thank you for a job. Thank you for employment. Thank you for electricity in my house, running water in my house, a shower in my house. Thank you for friends. Thank you for family. Thank you for co-workers. Thank you. May I never get comfortable saying thank you. May I learn to praise you with the same passion as when you found me. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands right there and just tell them thank you. If you don't got nothing to thank him for, just thank him anyway. Then after service, come talk to me. I want some of what you got. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for bringing us through battles we thought we lost, through storms we thought we lost, through sickness we thought was going to take us out. Thank you for pulling us off the gurneys in the hospital room. Thank you for getting us out of storms and some people earthquakes and some people wars and some people who took ships over here. Thank you. 
Thank you when I thought my business was going to have to shut down. It didn't have to shut down. Thank you for new strategy. Thank you for partnerships. When I didn't have the money to keep my business going, you brought, you brought people to me to help my doors stay open. Thank you. Thank you for court cases I've won. Thank you for court cases I've lost. Thank you for people I kept. Thank you for people that walked away. Thank you for the dark. Thank you for the light. Thank you for rain. Thank you for the sun. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the TVs in our church. Lord, we bless you before we get LED screens. We thank you for the 64s. Thank you for the cameras. Thank you for the lights we have. Thank you for the tents we have. Thank you for bringing us through another fall, bringing us through another winter. Thank you, God. Thank you for not one. Thank you for not two. But thank you for three buildings, Lord God. Thank you for options. Thank you. Thank you for pastors and elders and deacons and leaders and vision. Thank you for the brain capacity to have creative ideas. Yeah, thank you. I got a mind to run my own business. <laughs> oh, it's too much to thank you for. Thank you for the sandwich. I can have pickles and onions and tomatoes and cabbage and mustard and mayo and, 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 and wheat bread and seven grain bread. Some people don't have options. I used to eat the bologna that had to fold up in the frying pan with Wonder Bread. No mustard, no mayo. I got to eat what I have. But today I got options, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that poverty is broken. Thank you that my children don't have lack. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for multiple pair of shoes. Thank you for multiple pair of clothes. Thank you for multiple pair of underwear. Thank you. I don't got to wash my underwear every night. I got options. Thank you for options. Thank you for toothpaste. Thank you, I can buy a new toothbrush. Sounds silly, but wait till we, got, when we don't have it. Clean running water. Thank you, we can afford to take care of our senior parents and grandparents. Lord, just setting us up for generations. Thank you. Thank you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's too much to be thankful for. You can be seated. Uh, really quickly, I just want to thank uh, all the leaders and... and um, elders for holding it down as we were gone. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Right, 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 right. Yep. Here, here's, here's, here's the part you celebrate is that you're a part of a church that your leaders can leave and you still can eat. When you understand the blessing 
that you got multiple hands and mouths that can feed you. Look how spoiled you are. Thank you, God, I don't got to go no week without a word. Thank you. When you understand the privilege of a word. Whether folks want to admit it or not, do you know how many Christians is dying right now because they ain't getting fed weekly? You little spoiled, spoiled people here at Love Quest, you get the word all the time. See, when you understand the secret that heaven is looking to back grateful people. <laughs> The, the secret sauce is thanksgiving. So thank you, elders. Thank you so much. Thank you, clergy. Thank you so much. Worship team, thank you. Production, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, honor your neighbor. Honor, honor your peers. Went to slid through this 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 um, little meeting today with with some with some local pastors and um, there was a guy from um, VMC the organization we were under and he slid in our church a couple weeks ago and we came we came a little later and he introduced Pastor Julie and I to the group and. Um, when we walked in, they were talking about culture and all of those things. And then he came to us and he was like, man, I got to tell you guys, um, this church um, never walked in a place where I felt um, so much love and authenticity. He said, what I ripped, what I, the one thing I took away, he, he wanted us to school them. He said, I experienced intentional culture. He said, the, the welcome song, he downloaded it edited out the part of the first time attendee song so he could share it with people um, from the song to how much he felt seen um, him and his wife came and these are people who are um, overseeing regions of pastors and churches um, you have to understand not every church has culture they, they, every church has the Bible, but not every church has culture that um, we'll, one day we'll teach on culture, but there's power in culture. Culture is an anchor to a soul when you have something to identify with. And the hard, hard work when people are, I'm telling you, they're getting, God's getting us ready to answer those questions. But for me and PJ to be able to sit there and answer how did we get the culture we have? And how many times we've had to fight the wolves away? You should be proud of yourself. And one of the things we shared is we celebrate often. It's a culture of celebration. It's not just celebrating. It's intentional. So thank you. My heart is on fire, 
boiling over with passion. Bubbling up within me are these beautiful lyrics as a lovely poem to be sung for the king. There's something bubbling inside of me that should turn into a song or a poem or a love letter to be sung to my king. Um, it is impossible to truly be in love and not want to sing. I'm not even being deep talking about with Jesus. I'm talking about when you find that new relationship, the radio turn up louder. You sing in the shower when you're getting ready for that date. <laughs> There's something bubbling inside. You get a pep in your step when you got a boo. Think about it. Food tastes better. When you find somebody who don't care how you look, you start not caring how you look because only their opinion matters. And God says, man, I love you just as you are. And we like, but God, they want me this way. So let me, but bubbling up within me are these beautiful lyrics. Let's start back over. My heart is on fire. So I don't get to a song without a fire. Or I got, or, 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 and that's why we have spaces where we got to sing Hillsong songs because they on fire. But do you notice how you can't duplicate their atmosphere? <laughs> so it doesn't matter what songs you sing. You can't duplicate someone else's anointing. You can sing their song, but you might not have their sauce. Right? My heart is on fire. Boiling over with passion. Bubbling up within me are these beautiful lyrics. I just... I just want to say something to you, God, as a lovely poem to be sung for the king, like a river bursting its banks. I'm overflowing with words. Thank you, God. Right? I don't got to look for a miracle. I don't, it, quite frankly, to have a full pantry is a miracle. Because there's people who have the total opposite. They don't got a pantry, a cabinet, a chair, a table, nothing. And we don't see waking up in the morning despite what we're going through and still have a family, still got one family member, still got one friend, still got a half a roof. We don't see the miracle in the, in the blessings that we have. We take them for granted. It's just... I'm overflowing with words spilling out into this sacred story. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I got trouble praising him, then what does that say about what's in my heart? Because my continual praise is coming from a continual fullness in my heart where I cannot help it. You squeeze me, a praise comes out. We squeeze you, what comes out? All right, you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. You squeeze an apple, you can't squeeze one. If you, if you can squeeze an apple, throw it away. It's bad. 
get apple juice. You squeeze you tight. Are you easily offended? Are you easily added to? Let me tell you something. The Bible does not lie. If you, if you get squoze and you immediately become negative, th that's in your heart. That's not, listen, stop diverting the, uh, the responsibility of what's in your heart. To, here it is. I make you mad. But mad didn't come out of me. Mad came out of you. So what you're asking me is don't make you mad. But if mad wasn't in there, I couldn't make you mad. If jealousy was, wasn't in there, I couldn't make you jealous. If envy wasn't in there, I couldn't make you. I can't make apple juice out of an orange because orange ain't in apple. So if you want people to stop making you whatever, then you got to do the soil work. The issue is not a lack of seed. So stop waiting for the right sermon. It's soil. Okay. Sacred story. Even if you ain't on fire for it, say I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Hallelujah. You're not lying. You're just calling those things that be not as though they were. You're just going to be on fire by faith. I'm, I'm heading somewhere tonight because I saw something talking about praise and I was reading something and I was meditating on something and, and I, there's another aspect to this praise thing that I really think is about to light our community on fire. But I'm going to try to set it up. There's, this, there's, there's these constant pictures of bubbling up and bubbling over, okay? Ephesians 5 says, and do not be drunk or get drunk with wine. For that is debauchery. But, say but. Ever be. Ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Ghost. Bless you. Ever be filled. Ever be. This is always. Forever, ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Speak out. Now mumble. Speak out to one another. If you want heaven on earth, you got to do angelic stuff. Like holy, holy, holy. Back and forth. That's why I can't stand. Uh, let me tell you, let me tell you something. You can't follow Jesus and, ma and major in introvert. You can, you, can, you can naturally be an introvert, but you are created to release. You are ultravert. And if you stuck on the excuse of you are an introvert, you're going to have trouble God using you. Because he's not going to fight with you. That's not even something. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a time and place for everything. And when it's a time to pour, it's a time to pour. If you went to a restaurant and you asked for some water and they told you our water is introvert. I don't know what to... 
I don't know what to do. You're going to have to bring your own water. That wouldn't work. And there, there's something that Jesus put inside of you that he says has to come out. And that's why you will find most Christians who are introverted got attitude issues. They constipated. Here, right, here you go. And when you put them in a hot position to have to be socially available, they will freak out on you. Let me tell you something. That is not of God. You don't freak out testifying. If I freak out because I got to share my testimony, something's wrong. If I, got, if I freak out trying to tell you how good God is, but I don't freak out when you make me mad and I got to tell you how mad I am. I got more freedom expressing anger than I do love. Oh, shoot. Okay, speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all your heart to the lord this sounds like when when we come together it's supposed to sound like birds in the tree outside your window okay other day hey listen Birds, the other day, all my life, I've heard birds. The other day, I had a moment where I really listened to a bird. They really be singing. Like they, like man, they, like patterns. They not just out there beeping. Oh, hold up. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Start really paying attention. Listen to the bird. And what tripped me out, what really tripped me out is they were doing what they were created to do without a crowd, without a band, they were singing because they were alive. They weren't singing because it was praise and worship time. They were singing because they realized I still got beep, 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 beep. I still got breath in my lungs. I'm trying to help somebody. We're not singing because it's a part of the service. We're singing because it's a part of our life. Man, that bird, y'all gonna start listening to birds way different. I'm telling you, it really, it really struck me because here I am, I was doing whatever I was doing, and God's creation is sitting out there first thing in the morning, singing praises. It was nobody trying to make, have you ever made, had to make a bird sing? They never had to make a fish swim. Never had to make a bird fly. But boy, it's like hell trying to get humans to praise their creator. But not at this church, because everyone. 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 Is bubbling over. 
It says, offer praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all your heart to the Lord. All your heart. All of it. That's why I'm like, oh, it's 70%. And like, like you want to get to a point. Here's what the Lord showed me. I finally picked up this. I like, I like reading um, when I'm led to read. Let me say that. Let me let me say that a little bit better. I don't. I don't like. Oh, I'm gonna read the whole Bible. Like we there. There's. But some people they just read to read just to be intellectual and and grow and and all those beautiful things. But then there's times where I'm like, God, what do what do you need to get to me right now? And so I was finally led to, uh, reading this book, and we're gonna. It, it, it's. I, I read one line close the book and 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 here we are tonight um and where we're gonna head to is we can't talk about david without talking about asaph and it 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 really spoke to me this this next level of worship this third dimension of left uh, worship and and our responsibility here um and why this 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 press to praise is in me i'm gonna get to it in a second but there's a generation of of asaphs we understand asaph the word means gather right there's a sound that causes gathering isaiah 60 nations will right if the glory is on you you can't help but to sing that's why he said be filled with the glory be stimulated by the glory and 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 this is what's going to come out of you right you can't shine your light without joy if the enemy can steal your joy, he 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 didn't put a lampshade over your light, right? Praise is my super. Let me make up some time. Praise is my superpower. It's my superpower. I'm just. I think that's something good to read. Re, my you you ask why and how. Superpower. Praise. Praise. How many times did we? face something this week and we forgot oh praise over problems hold on before i call somebody let me pray let me put a praise on it real quick because by the time i finish my praise by the time i call you i'm not asking for help i'm asking for agreement i'm, I'm asking you to i've already understood what i need you to walk with me in believe with me in agree with me in. i'm just calling you for the agreement and the standing with me Right? And, 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 and trying to make praise the priority. Right? Praise confuses the enemy and constructs the enemy. This is something that we should all keep chewing on. Right? It confuses the enemy. Understand, praise is resistance work. It's the work of resistance. When I draw near to him, I am, re- I am resisting the enemy. Right. And when you understand resisting exercises, they get more done than just not, 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 not. Right. There's this there's this tension that is creating. You understand there's strength in resistance. Praise is resistance exercise. Oh, I want to pop off on you, but I might praise. I'm going to praise one time. No, I don't want to forgive you, but I'm going to forgive you. So it's, that's praise in the form of, 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 of an act of love. It's not a song. 
Right? Praise is not just a song I'm talking about. I'm talking about praising with your choices. I don't want to stay mad at you. I want to stay mad at you for days. I want to stay, I don't even want to, but, but if I want to get praise out of my, this situation, right? There's nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with being in very tough situations. It's like entering a competitive game. If you find yourself in a competitive situation, any situation, look at it as an opportunity. Count it all joy. I got an opportunity to overcome right now. I for sure have a reason to be upset with you. But you know what? I'm going to put the enemy under my feet and I'm about to take this opportunity to build some muscle. The idea is like muscle memory. The, the idea is to create enough muscle memory so the day that you get fatigue and can't fight, the memory begins to fight for you. So I can play three overtimes in game seven of the last game of the season. Because when I prepared preseason, I prepared for the last game of the season, not just to get in the playoffs. So, so it confuses the enemy, constructs the enemy. And I pray that, that he would unveil, right? So what we have to move from is stop being surface believers. Like our faith has to go beneath the surface. Right? And, and, and God is trying to do an inner me work. And I pray that we would unveil, he would unveil within you, within you, say within me, the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until the unlimited riches, never running out of his glory, his goodness. How many people like all-you-can-eat places? Ready to eat all-you-can-eat? You like all-you-can-eat. Okay. You like options, right? How many people uh, like the unlimited plan on their phone versus don't some of you, all you people, run out of data all the time? How do you like it? Right? How do you like it? You get what I'm saying? Right? What, if, what, if, what if God gave you, what if you had unlimited energy to do everything and more? Well, wait, 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 wait a minute. When I just read this to you, you didn't get excited. What are you talking about? Wanting it and living it is two different things, right? Uh, the Bible says, which the word is alive, it never fails. So I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory. Everything I will ever need be unveiled and released within me. Unlimited. Every season and favor until supernatural strength flood. Until. He's working with me until supernatural. This is the muscle memory. Supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. So, so if this is working for me, I will never be normal. I will never be average. I will never be able to hide myself because his supernatural divine might and explosive power. This means my business is explosive. My money is explosive. My relationships are explosive. Do we really read this stuff? This is his will. So if you're not believing for an explosive life, you're not praying his will. Yeah. 
because there's nothing normal about God. Explosive marriage. All right. <laughs> you ever heard somebody use the term, man, my business is booming? crazy we got we 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 all got an app we all most of us got apple phones ipad apple watch ain't it funny how we'll partake in somebody else explosive but but what, what 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 about your life that god wants to be explosive Everybody eating off somebody else's explosive business. And while you riding around in explosive, while you buying explosive, while you on your explosive laptop, have it crossed your mind ever once that there's something in your life God wants to make apple? Probably, probably. That's that's too like too crazy, too big, huh? Too crazy, too big. Then by constantly using your faith, constantly up, you got to use this though. The life of Christ will be released. The life of Christ. The life of uh, Christ Jr.? The life of who? The resurrected king. The one we worship all the time. It says the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. See, when we put our mind on these things, it energizes us when we tire. Way better than coffee. First Samuel. After that, you will come to the hill of God where the garrison of the Philistine is. And when you come to the city, when you come to the city, you will meet a company of prophets. Coming down from the high place with what? Before them prophesy. If we understood the power of gathering, we would understand that God's intent to gather us around certain people is so what those certain people have jumps on us and vice versa. We're not gathering for just any old reason. He said, you're going to find a company of prophets. They're going to be worshipers, prophetic worship. And they will be prophesying with the keys, prophesying with the drums, prophesying, right? Whatever it, it, this is a part of where we're, where we're having to be aware of where we're going. There's no coincidence God has given us the gifting in worship as he has. There's nothing normal about our sound, and we have so far to go. What if every last musician prophesied when they played? And was aware of the spirit of Asaph upon them. Aware that there's something in their fingertips that will cause men and women to gather to this place. How many stories do we have of I heard a sound? 
right? Then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily when you get around this gathering of prophets, these gifts. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily and you will show yourself to be. This is why the enemy loves division and he loves for you to stay on the outer skirts and he loves to keep you away from the gathering. He will show yourself to be a prophet with them and you will be turned into another man. He didn't say go around them and compete with them. He didn't say go around them and be jealous of them. He said when you go around them, there's something on them that I also have for you. We were t telling these people today, there's, there, man, there's people I met in here was dead as all get out. Man, they so on fire right now. So some folks was just afraid of their joy. And I'm watching people right before our eyes come alive. I understand it's not how you was raised. But boy, when you step into it, what happens to the gift that's in you? Right, and then you start owning that thing and you begin to walk in it as God customizes it for you. A generation of Asaphs are on the rise and being equipped for victory. Third and fourth dimension worshipers. Not gonna get too into Asaph right now. Because I still got some more studying to do. But I will tell you, he was chief captain. He was assigned by David to worship in the temple, to keep the fire lit. If you go read how many books Asaph wrote, he wrote 11, 13 of the Psalms. He has more books that he wrote than even some of the minor prophets. How, how often do we talk? When you look at 1 Chronicles and 2 Chronicles, they're talking about Asaph. Asaph wouldn't even worship in the temple of Joseph. He rejected it because that tribe, that, that group of people, at times they would, they would backslide in their worship. Their worship wasn't so spirit and truth. Asaph is not just a man. But Asaph was responsible to hand down the spirit of worship and prophetic worship to be specific. And so when we're talking about setting the next five generations up, we're not talking about with stuff. We're talking about the next five generations carrying a sound and an anointing. We're talking about raising children that you're going to find more children that are called and love to worship and raising children to prophesy as babies. Giving them instruments to play around the house and enduring the noise. And anointing to endure the noise because one day God is going to work that thing out. For the word that God speaks, say God speaks, is alive and full of power. And heading somewhere is the word that God speaks, not the, God, the word God thinks. 
the word God what? Speaks is what? Alive. It's alive because it's spoken. The spoken word is full of power, not the thought word. Making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Say two-edged sword. One more time. Say two-edged sword. One more time. Say two-edged sword. Penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life. Say breath of life. Say breath of life. The word of God is so alive, it does. Get into your inner man and literally change your life. Even the word of God meditated on and spoken and lived can change your countenance. You can begin to look longer. Can you tell when somebody's stressed out? Can you tell when somebody got stuff on their mind? Can you tell when somebody angry? Well, it says when they was in the presence of God, man, they came down, their face was glowing. Their affect changed. It says, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Perpetual praise tames the tongue to be a sword of life that perpetually cuts down the leeches of life. You understand a leech? Life sucking, blood sucking. Right? Man, praise does so much work I don't have to do. You ever get to use a new espresso machine, espresso, espresso machine? You just push a button and it make the whole thing for you. The whole latte. It grind the beans for you. It poured the espresso. It steamed the milk. It poured out for you. You press a button and walk away. You come back and it's ready. Praise. You praise. You walk away from your problem. You come back. There's answers, there's strategy, there's peace. I'm talking about not, not avoid your problem, just walk away from it, and when you come back, you'll face it different. Praise puts us on the same page as heaven. Okay, you said double-edged sword, two-word. I mean, two-edged sword. Remember I said repeat that three times? Two edge, two edge. Come on, say two. two. Praise puts us on the same page as heaven. It's not a two-edged sword because God said it. Just like your vision does not have any power until it's spoken and or written down. And then your vision don't have too much power until other people are speaking it. Okay, okay. Or try to have a business ain't nobody talking about. Okay. Same thing with God's word. It has power because he said it and we're saying it. Follow me. Matthew 18 says, for wherever two or three come together in honor or in praise of my name. I'm right there. And we know what happened when he walked in the room. 
everything changed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. I'll read it again. For wherever there's two or three come together in my honor. Let me tell you something. You don't, you can't honor somebody without expressing the honor. <laughs> you can't look an honor. You can't nod an honor. Right? There has to be an expression of honor if you truly honor. And he says, but I'm there because two or three honor me. Not just because you honor me. So this is why we see angels crying back and forth, what? Holy, holy, holy. This is why he says the commanded blessing is wherever there's what? Unity. Why it ain't commanded just where I'm at? So when we're praising in this room and there's a, there's an agreement, there's an agreement about who he is, what he's done, what he's going to do, what he said, he's in the midst commanding the blessing. I will tell you this, 100%, there is no time his people come together and honor him and miracles don't happen. There's never a time his people has come together and truly brought him honor and a miracle didn't happen. We just may think a miracle is something we got to see. No, we, we supposed to see signs. Okay, what is a sign? Right, huh? Right, it, it points to, but if you was driving down the street, ran through a stop, what? Sign, cop pulled you over and was like, excuse me, you ran through the stop sign and you was like, I didn't see that. Is that gonna get you off? No, they put it there for you to what? See. There's all kind of miracles happening in the room. Some miracles are between them and God. They're private. Private parties. Praise produces an inner victory that will not entertain any inner defeat. Oh, you're going to want to feel defeated, be defeated. You're going to want to complain. You go, but man, when praise is, is, your, is your second, is, is, your, is, is your native language, there's, there's defeat in you and around you that you don't entertain. See, the problem, we got here because Eve entertained. She entertained a conversation. All she had to do is put a praise on it. I got all these trees. I got 99 trees. And this ain't one. Revelations. Then I heard a triumphant voice in heaven proclaim. I heard a triumphant voice. I heard a triumphant voice. I heard a triumph. Heaven on earth. You want heaven on earth? You got to start mirroring heaven, echoing heaven, and sonically sounding like heaven. Triumphant voice. They know you roll like thunder. Nothing can all powerful. All powerful. Right? 
Like when I'm giving all, oh, no, like, like it comes, there, there, and that's why we, in the songs, we go up, we go down. We go up and we go down. Right, we give you the soft moment. And then when it's time to get big, let's get big. You can't, when we get big, be like, that ain't me. That ain't, that ain't me. What? Canada ain't me. I'm from Oakland, California. You think I wanted to come to the, the, huh? Rain, rain, rain all the time ain't me. But my, 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 my family going to remain blessed because I've been willing to not do me and do him and do whatever's required of me in the moment wherever that calls me to be. Like Jesus was like, man, this crossed me, boy. Let me just lacquer that thing up and shine in here and saw this thing down. Let me sandpaper this. It's my cross. about to stain this thing through a little I love you on it and paint it. We're going to pick this thing up. You think Jesus was like all oh, this crosses? You think he was excited about the cross? No, he was excited about you. And whatever it took to get to you, he was like, whoa. So if God says it takes praise to get to me, ah, guess what I got to do? Praise him. So he says, now salvation and power is set in place and the kingdom reign, kingdom reign, the kingdom reign, the kingdom reign of our God and the rule. I want you to see this. Now salvation and power are set in place. When something in heaven is set in place, it cannot be moved or stolen. And the kingdom reign of our God and the ruling authority of his anointed one are It's The authority is established. The power is established. The devil's, devil has no power over you at all. So when we praise him, we're praising in a finished work, not a God, I hope you do. Not a he might. No, this is finished. For the accuser of our brothers, this is important. It is. Who relentlessly, remember, 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 day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Remember that? Yes. Remember we won't, with day and night, we're going to pray until we see what he said come to pass. Remember, remember, remember that? Now, who else is day and night? Why is it important for us to day and night? Oh, relentlessly accuse you day and night. Relentlessly condemning you day and night. For our God has now been defeated, cast out once and for all. Like, don't forget who was day and night. Don't forget this is this was Lucifer. He was day and night before the Lord, and when he get kicked out, guess what? He's still day and night. But now he just hating. He said they conquer him completely. Wait a minute. How did they conquer the day and night completely? The day and night hater completely. They conquered the day and night uh, 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 hater completely by what? Right. That's where we normally stop. We were scared to read the next part. They conquer, but then they triumph. 
triumph came, they didn't love or cling to their own lives, even when they faced death. Right, we just trying to praise God and we got, we, we got pour overs and muffins in the back. Ain't no death. We sunshine, all of that. We, we, we ain't got no kind of death facing us. And Lord, we just like, can we, can we just praise him with the muffins and the coffee? We spoil. Look, we got water. We got water. We got gum. We, just, we got gum. We got all this stuff. But these are people who praise God. In prison. Do you let me let me make it personal to you? Do you know? Do you do you know what an insult it is to Saul or to Paul and Silas who praised them in prison? And we here on these beautiful chairs and rugs, and we gotta be in the mood. Do you know what an insult it is to Jesus while still he's on the cross, he was still praising God? All for us. Do you know what an insult that is? To Moses, to Abraham, to my grandmama. My grandma handed over a legacy of praise and prayer. I, I, I can't not hand that off to my children. Nobody gonna steal that from me. We have an eternal obligation to praise him. So rejoice, you heavens and every heavenly being. But whoa, you see this? This is in Revelations. It's not scary. There's no monsters here. This is saying rejoice because the monsters have been defeated. But woe to the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to the great fury because he knows his time is short. He's, he, says, he says, beware. He says, this is prophet. I seen he's been defeated, but he's down there causing havoc. And the only reason he messing with you is because he knows his time is short. Do you know when other people in a bad mood, they want you to be in that? Who's been there? I've been there. You're like, oh, I'm mad today. You're going to be mad today. <laughs> Look, the only reason he messing with you is because you've won. Can I help you? So, so whatever you fighting and going through, understand this is why the victory is yours. Right? It's because he's only messing with you because he's done. Look. I, I want you to understand what this means. He's not messing with you because he has a chance to defeat you. He wants you to think he has a chance to defeat you, but he does not have a chance. They conquered him completely. We got to understand that completely. So stop giving the devil credit. What's really holding you back is the lie you're believing. He, he's done. The powerful word. Say the powerful word. I'm going to try to get this to you so quick. The powerful word of his what? One more time. The powerful word of their testimony. 
It's a level we have to go to. And the Bible says it very clearly. Really quickly, my testimony is the praises of what my God did, who my God is, and who my God is to come. Okay? You, you guys got to follow me on this, and we'll pick it up yeah, next, next week. My testimony is the praises of what my God did, who was, who my God is, and who my God is to come. My testimony. You got to understand, when we think testimony, we got we to gotta broaden our understanding of testimony. Because testimony says, do it again. That's, that's, the, that's the, so the testifying, it's the spirit of prophecy. And this thing is so, so in our faith. To testify is to say he did it, he's doing it, and he will do it again. The true spirit of testifying, it's a praise report. It is to prophesy. We got, we got, we got to, I'm, I'm about to turn, I'm about to, for whoever is ready, we're about to turn a switch on, right? This house is about to drastically change after this coming week. Because this, revi this revival week going to look a little different. So don't come here looking for folks to roll all over the floor. If he's going to deliver, he's going to deliver. If folks are going to be healed, they're going to be healed. But there's something different about this week of revival. There's going to be the releasing of mantles. There is going to be activation. There's going to be spiritual equipping. There's going to be refreshing. God is going to do some maturing this week in your spirit, in your spirit. There will be some increasing of capacity this week. So what God is calling us to, Elder John, is, is we have to carry with understanding the spirit or to, the spirit of prophecy is about to increase in this house. Not parking lot prophecy. Not pro he, he didn't say it, we're about to increase in profits. Okay, because you got a word don't mean you got an office. Okay. So what you have to understand is everyone is called to prophesy. Everybody. But not, not even 50% of the people in the room prophesy. And if you understand where this bubbling of praise, praise hits a ceiling if you don't add prophecy to it. And when we are praising God and saying who he is, we're also saying who he is and who he is to come. So if I'm ever saying who he is to come, I'm prophesying. So, so instead of praise over, we're going to prophesy over. We're going to prophesy over our problems. Prophesy over politics and politicians. Prophesy over your pain. Prophesy. Prophesy over people in place. See, there's layers to this. There is your heavenly prayer language, tongues. La 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 la. But then there's prophecy. Paul says, I'd rather you prophesy. So, so some of y'all that's been fighting tongues, you're gonna have to start prophesying. And you can prophesy in English or whatever your language is. And then if you refuse to do both, 
you got to deal with the spirit of rebellion. And rebellion is as of witchcraft. Because if you can't pray in tongues and if you can't prophesy, mean speaking, I'm, I'm about to get to it, then something has your tongue. Spiritually speaking, something is gagging you. First Corinthians 14 chapter 1 I'm not talking about foretelling I'm talking about Ezekiel speak to those dry bones I'm talking about edif- no 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 I didn't say put up the slide that told you to put up 1 Corinthians 14 hey, amen hallelujah I didn't warn you that was a hint that was a hint hallelujah <laughs> that's my bad oh yeah guess what we about to do in a minute prophesy I'm not talking about the gift of prophecy. I'm not talking about the word of knowledge or word of wisdom. Okay? You ready for this? Are you ready to, to understand what the, are you ready to be held accountable by the word of God? Okay? Okay? It is good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word. Can you get the, uh, the, the words out of there so I can, you know what I'm saying? Amen. No one understands a word he or she says. You don't understand nothing I'm saying. So if I'm speaking in tongues to you versus just in the atmosphere, I, I owe you an interpretation, biblically speaking. So this is what we're talking about, okay? And for those that want to argue, there is two types of tongues. There's the gift of tongues, which, which, which requires interpretation, which in the gift of interpretation and the gift of tongues go together and they form prophecy. But then there's a devotional tongue for everybody to speak. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands. Here it is. Because with the gift of tongues, you do understand because it requires an interpretation. Then there is a tongue no one understands. A word here, she says, because they're not speaking to people, but they're speaking to God. So when I'm up here, I don't know what I'm saying. He can give me interpretation, but there's an edification taking and happening in my spirit. I'm speaking to him directly, and it's his job to take my tongue and do what he wants to do with it. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. Okay, keep going, keep going. We, going. we got a little while. But when someone prophesies, he or she speaks to encourage people, to build them up, and to bring them comfort. Here, here's the prophecy I'm talking about. It's edification, exhortation, and comfort. This is not foretelling. So everybody is encouraged to encourage back. Oh, there, there, there. Encourage, edify, build people up, and to bring them comfort. Are you following? The one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress, while the one who prophesies builds up the church. Did you, did you hear what I just said? You, you see, you, are, are you getting the picture here in pop culture? There's no way around not talking. 
The ones who speak in tongues advance his own spiritual progress, while the one who prophesies builds up the church. I would be delighted if you all spoke. Look how competitive he is. In tongues. But I desire even more. He said, I would be delighted if everybody spoke in tongues because there's great benefits. Right? You ever have somebody want to talk to you about tongues and before they pray in tongues and then you explain to them about tongues and then they want to talk some more about tongues and then you explain them the tongues then they go to somebody else to talk about tongues? Paul said, I wish all y'all talked in tongues. But if you don't want to talk in tongues, I desire even more that you impart prophetic revelation to others. So don't talk in tongues, but prophesy. Greater gain comes through the one who prophesies than the one who speaks in tongues unless there is interpretation so that it builds up the entire church. My dear friends, what good is it if I come to you always speaking in tongues, but if I come with a clear revelation from God, or did you hear clear, not always, I see you in a field where there's corn and two birds, and there's a little girl with a dress with one leg warmer pulled up, and I'm not sure what this means to your life, but God's gonna do something great in your life. I would just, I, I just submit this to you today. No, no, no. What do we say? Push past the picture. You owe somebody clarity. You go get the clarity of the picture you see. And give them clear revelation from God or with insight or with a prophecy or with a clear teaching. I can enrich you. Similarly, if musical instruments such as flutes and stringed instruments are out of tune, and don't play the arrangement clearly, how will anyone recognize the melody? <laughs> if the bugle makes a uh, garbled sound, who will recognize the signal to show up for the battle? So it is with you unless you speak in a language that's easily understood. How will anyone know what you're talking about? You might as well save your breath. I suppose that the world has all sorts of languages and each conveys meaning to the ones who speak it. But I am like a foreigner if I don't understand the language and the speaker will be like a foreigner to me. That's what's happening among you. This is a letter to the church of Corinth. That's why he sandwiches 1 Corinthians 13 right in the middle. You guys are arguing. You got all these gifts. But if you have not love, this is why we can't be a, a church full of gifts and have not love. Because we will be like a what? Sounding gong. So then he takes a love break. And then he says, now let's talk about these gifts. You are so passionate about embracing the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Now become even more passionate about the things that strengthen the entire church. So then if you speak in a tongue, pray for the interpretation to be able to unfold the meaning of what you are saying. For if I am praying in a tongue, my spirit is engaged in prayer, but I have no clear understanding of what is being said. So here's what I've concluded. I will pray in the spirit, but I will also pray with my mind engaged. I will sing rapturous praises 
in the spirit, but I will also sing with my mind engaged. Otherwise, and this will help you witness when you're talking these big biblical churchy things to people who don't understand what you're saying. You also have to engage your mind so you can become all things. Paul didn't smoke weed with the weed heads. He just talked in a way and hung in a way that people could understand. If you are praising God in your spirit, how could someone without the gift participate by adding his amen to your giving of thanks? Since he doesn't have a clue of what you're saying. Your praise to God is admirable. But it does nothing to strengthen and build up others. I give thanks to God that I speak in tongues more than all y'all. What? Paul Gangster. He like, he like, y'all missing it. Go on here. Do not. God's going to use me. He's going to reveal stuff to me. Hate on me all you want to. But my secret sauce, I pray in tongues more than all y'all. But in the church setting, I would rather speak five words that can be understood than 10,000 exotic words in a tongue. That way, I could have a role in teaching others. <laughs> Beloved ones, don't remain as immature children in your reasoning. As it relates to evil, be like newborns, but in your thinking, be mature adults. He says, for it stands written in the law, I will bring my message to this people with strange tongues and foreign lips, yet even then they still will not listen to me, says the Lord. So then tongues are not a sign for believers, but a miracle for unbelievers. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? He, there's a lot of people who said the sign of being filled with the Spirit is praying in tongues. But he's like, no, 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 no. It's not a sign for a believer. It's a miracle. Because it's a language that we get to talk to our father that no one else understands. And he customized it for me and him to talk. Yeah. You, you ever be around somebody that's the, you, 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 you know, when you certainly you're like, they, I know they talking about me. They talking in another language and they language and they laughing and stuff. And you're like, I wonder what they saying. That's so beautiful when you have a language that. That's why I build you up. It's a miracle sign for believers. If the entire church comes together and everyone is speaking in tongues, won't the visitors <laughs> say that you've lost your minds? But if everyone is prophesying, if everyone is prophesying, not sitting here, this ain't my vibe right here. No, no, no. But if everyone is prophesying, and an unbeliever or one without the gift enters your meeting, he will be convicted by all that he hears and will be called to account. For the intimate secrets of his heart will be brought to light. He or she will be mystified and fall face down in worship and say, God is truly among you. Love friends, what does it all imply? When you conduct your meetings, you should always let everything be done to build up the church family, whether you share a song of praise, a teaching, a divine revelation, or a tongue and interpretation. 
Let each one contribute. Oh, hold on, let's not scoop it. Let each one. Let, let each one. Where we go? Let, stay there. Each one contribute what strengthens others. Let, let, me, let me help you out. You sitting here in your head, sometimes feeling sorry for yourself, sometimes angry and pouting, sometimes being selfish. We've all been there. It doesn't strengthen anyone else up. The point of us gathering is to bring strength to others. And if everyone came to gather to bring strength to others, you would get the strength you need. But you can't be selfish and receive from others. If someone speaks in a tongue, it should be two or three. One after another with someone interpreting. And you'll see this in our times. Never pause and speak in a tongue without interpretation. So there's order. The next level for us is not just singing Singing, singing, singing. But the spirit of prophecy being released and understood and that when we're together, we speak life. What is it? Edification, exhortation, and comfort. When people walk in the room, they should experience integration, greeting. Maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's edifying words. It's exhortation. That's prophesying. So as we close, what we're going to do is we're going to prophesy. How do you prophesy? You speak life. Lord, I thank you for my brother and sister, and I declare, what does God say? You say that. Why? Because his word is already done. And we're going to get into that. But whenever we speak the word of God, we prophesy. Why? Because he was, he is, and he is to come. You can, you will, you have to, you must, right? And it's not lying. You're speaking what God says about people. <laughs> You're prophesying, testifying, carries the spirit of prophecy. God, you're good. God, you're able. So I got a few people in here just for a few moments as we close. Worship team, you can come up. Now, don't, now, now, some of you don't start overthinking. When we praise him, guess what we're doing? We prophesy. Saying, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. That's a testimony. But guess what I'm doing? I'm prophesying because, Lord, you are good, but also who's to come? He will always be good. He's going to be good to me today. He was good to my grandma back then, and he's going to be good to my children in the future. That's prophesying. His word is eternal. It reaches. Right? So whenever I'm praising, I'm prophesying because I'm talking about a man who was, who is, and is to come. He's my healer. He's your healer. He healed me. Guess what? He'll do it again. That's what I'm telling you. He'll do it again. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to testify about a good burger joint if I'm not implying you should go. So let's take a moment.
as we close and prophesy. Is there any questions? I know it's... Is there, is there any questions about so you don't be stuck thinking? There any, any questions? All right. Any questions? So if there are no questions. I assume everybody have understanding of what we're about to do. I, I see, man, I, I see your little maple leaf head rolling. I see you, I see you thinking. Now, now, if you're tired, here's where I challenge you. Act like somebody else's life depends on your, on your passion. How many people know how to stir themselves up. You know, listen, I know everybody in here know how to make themselves mad. How many people know how to stir that joy up? Has God been good to anybody? Anybody? Come on, see, that's a, that's a, that's a wave right there that you just ride. It's not like, oh, and the next contestant, uh, no, no, no. That's a wave right there. You ride that wave. Has God been good to anybody? Okay, well, go ahead and begin to prophesy. Begin to thank him. And whatever you thank him for, speak it over your neighbor. Speak it over out into this room. All right. I thank this. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Super excited to be back. My wife and I thank you for your prayers. can't wait to uh, share, but I, I will tell you this, that Toronto is waiting for us, and I, I can't explain to you how it was to be there, but all I know is there's a finished work there, and it's waiting for us. Yeah, and uh, so keep us, keep, keep, keep your church in prayer as God releases audacious strategy, and uh, it's go time, and uh, I just believe that God's favor will follow us. It's not up to us to know the how, but there's something different on your church. And um, you would think a place like Toronto would be like, nah, we good. But you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised that what's there. Yeah. You guys are blessed. That's all I will tell you. So anyways, this Saturday, it's a concert, but it's for everybody. I want to get, yeah, now listen, it is to kick off our youth ministry, and we need everyone to support. Why? For this kickoff, we want to surround ourselves around our young people and empower them and let them know that we are backing them as they go to face their generation. We can't go on campus. They can. So this is not a drop-off. We're flying mission in. We have some amazing talent, and it's going to turn up, okay? So please bring some people. It's 6 p.m. Saturday, correct? All right, I'll be there whatever time it is. And then I am moving in faith. We're going to have one service on Easter, 
and we want to do it grande. And we're going to do it at Pacific Academy Auditorium. Now, that place, the bottom level seats, I don't know, like 750. And then there's a balcony. Now, I can go with the smaller one, but the, the auditorium just has a really big lobby that the other one doesn't. And we need a lobby. Okay? So what I need you to do is I need you to spread the word and compel people to come to our Easter program. Can y'all do that? It's at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Academy is not far from here. God has shown us favor on that campus, and we need to show up real big. How many people can help me as well as believe with me that at least the bottom row, I mean the bottom level, will be filled? Now, y'all got to do y'all part, though. Y'all got to do y'all part, okay? That's at 5.30. And then we play our last regular season basketball game against a top, a top opponent. They're in second place. Um, and we're not. We play at 9 p.m. this Friday night. Please come out and support. And then our next women's event is April 29th. And then, Effie, thank you for crushing it at Crowns. Absolutely. Hallelujah. And, man, thank you guys for, for building, along with Jesus, building a super dope church. I am so proud of you and to be able to go to Toronto and be proud of our church. I want you to know there is, there is something special here. Not every church loves. I went to a really big thing out there. And do you, can I tell you? Can, can I tell you? Not one leader came up to the group I was in and said hello. Now, I know I look new. <laughs> and the pastor, I stayed. And I was getting offended. And he talked to everybody he talked to, he knew. Now, y'all know me. If I'm talking to you and I know you and I see somebody new, I'm like, man, bye. I, I've run out of tents to talk to people. And I'm standing there, tall, black. I'm just like, just big over here. Just, I'm, and he's just over there, just talking. Then he goes over there. And I'm standing there, and then he goes over there. And I'm like, man, I'm leaving. I ain't talking to him. And then I go stand by him. Because I had to guard my heart. I had to guard my heart. So I'm like, I got to talk to him because I'm offended now. So I stand there and I talk to him. Malia was there. She'll tell you. And he kept talking to people. And I kind of turned this way. And he kept talking to me. He finally stopped talking to people and then he had to speak to me. And he was nice. He was a nice guy. Super whack, though. Not him, the spirit behind it. All I have to say is you have been, you are part of something really special. And do not think that the same love is everywhere. Amen. So we're excited about Toronto. They need us there. They need what God is doing in here. And so, Father, thank you. Um, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We adore you. And... Uh, 
Yeah. Thank you for this weekend, Lord. Fill this place on Saturday evening so our young people, this generation, will know that they're loved, they're seen, and they're backed. And so we thank you, Lord God, and we thank you for this weekend, that this will be an explosive weekend in Jesus' name. We're out of time, for sure not out of prophecy. Until next time, you know what it is. Get your love fixed, man. Have a wonderful evening. We walk in the room. Everything changed. Everything changed. Everything changed. As soon as we walk in the room. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media. You can find us on IG and Facebook at LoveQuest INTL Church. We out here. But you know what it is. You know the motto. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So till next time, get your love fixed, man. As soon as we walk in the room, everything changed. Everything changed.